Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing today? Happy Tuesday. Perfecto, yeah. My iPhone is better. <laughs> Thank you for joining in today to this session where we're going to be talking about intentional gift giving and gift receiving. Uh, good morning, Becca. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, Amy. Hi, Lenore. <laughs> you are perfect just the way you are. <laughs> Thank you, Lenore. I like that. We are all perfect the way we are right now. So we don't need to do anything. So guys, what comes up for you when you think about gift giving? Just share in the chat, what comes up for you? Do you like uh, receiving and giving gifts? Are you tired of gifting? Do you love doing it? Uh, is your favorite activity of the year? Um, I don't know, what, what comes up for you? Do you like it? Do you, you don't like it? Pressure, guilt. So Amy, what does that mean exactly? Do you feel pressure to give gifts? That's what's, what that means. And hi, I don't know if there are any new people in this session that is the first time here with me. Uh, if you are new, please say hi so that I can, I can see you and I can say hi to you and I can see your face. Uh, my name is Emilio Jose Garcia and, and I do live sessions every, every week. Uh, hi, Nicole. You are a newbie. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Becca says, my intention is for the recipient to want the thing. Good morning, uh, Marisa. First time. Hi, Diane. Diane. Uh, I used to like it. It's a lot of work. My first time. Hi, Chandra. Thank you for sharing and for being here for the first time. Good morning, Emilio. I like giving not, not as easy to receive. Sue, why is that? Why do you have a hard time receiving, but you like giving? Would you like to share more about that? Uh, Lenore says, tired of giving, went to crowded store, left without purchase, overwhelmed. Overwhelmed because you are trying to find the perfect gift and, and it's just difficult to do that, Lenore. That's, that's what's coming up for you. Not sure, makes me uncomfortable. So, this is a great opportunity for you to explore more about that. Why does that make you uncomfortable? What's behind that? And honestly, it's so interesting. Sometimes sometimes people compliment my work or they say something and you know what my reaction is? I never say thank you. I never say thank you for that. I really appreciate you. And I take it with, with gratefulness. Sometimes I just change subjects. And it's like, oh, and then my wife, she understands me really well. And then anytime she does that, she says, Emilio, can you please say thank you and accept it? And I say, yeah, I can, but it's not my first nature. And, and it's interesting because there is a belief of I don't deserve, I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And that's what's stopping me from receiving. So I was wondering if something similar is coming up for you. Uh, no, just too many people reminded me it's not about things. Okay, so it's about the physical like clutter. Uh, that, that the gifts create. Good morning, Caroline. Uh, expected to react a certain way. Uh, Amy says, my illness may sound like excuse, so hard to stay on top of life. I used to love it. Now I am constantly putting out fires. I can't research the way I used to, to find something meaningful. Uh, thank you, Amy, for sharing. I feel like maybe I don't deserve gifts. I like giving though. Thank you, Jess, for sharing. Uh, good morning, Caroline uh, from Seattle. My first time with you. Happy to be here. Happy to have you, Caroline. Thank you for joining. Um, I can say thank you. Uh, maybe I don't deserve it. Um, okay, so, so there is a little bit of I don't deserve it in there, right? Uh, TP says, hello, everyone. Hi, Emilio. Hi, TP. Uh, Self-worth. It's taking time to accept gifts. Yeah, so this time th there is there is a lot going on here, okay? And and I'm sure for every person it's gonna be different and, un and unique. But when it comes to gift gifting, whoa, you need to unpack what's happening because there is there is the pressure of maybe you don't wanna buy gifts, but people are expecting them, and and that expectation is killing you, right? That expectation is like I cannot show up to my family without gifts because. They're going to judge me. They're going to say blah, blah, blah. So that's one dynamic that maybe has been happening for years and it's difficult to change and you don't want to confront having a, a conversation or you don't know how to do it. That can be one thing. Another thing can be buying gifts 
takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, and maybe you are overwhelmed already with life, or maybe something is going on at work, and you don't have a lot of time to even think about what do people need from me. So you just feel that you don't have the energy to do that. That can be another thing, right? Financial pressure can be another thing. Like, I just cannot buy 20 gifts and spend thousands of dollars because I just don't have them or I don't want to. So that can be another angle. For some people, gift gifting is, is an opportunity. They love doing it. It's an opportunity for them to get out, to brush through shops, to spend time with themselves, or maybe they do it with friends and they have a great time and they love doing it. But the person receiving, maybe they don't need what they are buying. And then there is a disconnect there, right? Uh, so there, are, there is a lot happening here. And that's why I wanted to do the session today about gifts, because it's important to understand how you feel about it, okay, and what you truly want when it comes to gifts, receiving and giving gifts. And it's also important to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand their situation, understand what they want, what they need, how they function, what they appreciate, the state of their home, uh, etc. right? That's also a part of intentional giving, intentional gift giving, okay? Uh, is there anything else, guys, that you can think of that is going on dynamic-wise when it comes to gift exchange, giving, receiving gifts that I haven't mentioned? Uh, that's why I used to love it. It was the only time of year money wasn't related to fear, guilt around spending. So Amy, for you, it felt good because you didn't care about spending the money. You really care more about what other people will get from that and what you were getting from that experience, right? So that was something positive for you. Yeah, and I was a, I loved finding the perfect gift, like a treasure hunt. Yeah, so you got a thrill out of it, right? That was a good experience for you. And I'm sure many people enjoy that. So that's why sometimes uh, I just had to buy a, f a new furnace. It was thousands of dollars. I thank God I had the money, but now not so much left for gifts. So Jessica, that's a, a perfect example of finances, right? So in your case, if you still feel like you want to give gifts, maybe you have to look for options that, that won't cost money. And there are a lot of them. Honestly, there are a lot of them. Uh, I feel obligated to give gifts whenever I receive one. Yeah, that's another thing that we all feel like we have to reciprocate. It's like, oh, I received this and now I feel guilty because I don't have anything. And then it becomes this circle that if you have conversations with people, but they still give you gifts because they enjoy the process, because they have the money, because they have the time, because they want to do that, then you receive that gift and then you feel that guilt. And it's like, I already told them, they already know, but they still chose to do that. So deep inside, it is our work too, to, to be grateful about that, to accept why they are doing it, and then the only thing that I always ask people who like to give gifts is to stop having expectations about what happens with those gifts. Okay, if you really love buying stuff and giving it to people, but you don't know if they're going to need it, just be open-minded that if they want to donate it, if they want to sell it, if they want to take it back to the store, give them the receipt so that they can do that. Uh, just make it easy for them to, to deal with the gift in a different way if they choose to do that. That's something that that way both parties are kind of respected. But yeah, I can understand that, that guilt because I feel it too. Materialism is dysfunctional. Opt out by letting friends and family know you love them but will not be participating in the coercion of holidays. Karma, amazing. So you had those, those honest conversations, right? Uh, and then you said very clear how you feel about it. And then people know how you feel about it. So they can choose what to do, but they are aware of, of, of how you feel. So that's great. Uh, can you talk more about how we can say no to gifts from others? How best can I make it easy for others to understand that I don't like to add to landfills that way? So Harv, great question. I like that Emilio give them the receipt and let them do what they want with it. Yeah. So Harv, ways to say no it's a uh, first of all it's really connecting with yourself and how you feel about this okay when it comes to gifts giving gifts sometimes it's more beautiful to give a gift when people are not expecting it 
and when you really feel like doing that rather than when you are supposed to, aka birthday parties, Christmas, etc. Right? When you give gifts, gifts can be in, in very different forms. So you can say no to, to receiving gifts that are physical because you don't need them, but you can let the door open for people to be nice to you by showing you cooking your favorite meal by bringing you if you like drinking something or you like tea or coffee or whatever they bring a beautiful package of coffee that you are going to use uh, maybe they give if you are a parent and you have a a kid that is uh, under the age of five or six maybe they offer you to babysit him for a night and they give you a night out with your partner or with yourself so there are many different ways uh, and then i think the the communication here harp should be you need to connect with yourself about how what are your boundaries here okay and how do you feel about gifts and how can you how can you allow people to still love you and and give you gifts if they feel like doing that and and that's what they want to do not expecting anything in return but in a way that feels good for both parties for you and for them so that's why i think you have to have conversations with them in a way that is respectful in a way that is uh, uplifting in a way that is just a reflection about me. Look, I've been doing this for years and then I feel now that my relationship with gifts is this way. Maybe I've been working really hard at keeping my home decluttered. So physical things don't make it to me. Uh, but I love this, this and that. So I don't really need anything from anyone. But if you still have the urge and you really enjoy buying gifts, I totally understand that. But then please, uh, this is a list of things that I will appreciate, but you don't have to. But if you really want to, uh, just use that list. And that's what we have done with family. Sometimes it's like, okay, we need a blender or we need uh, we need a coupon to take our daughter to for swimming lessons or we really appreciate uh, money to do this trip. Or we, again, but we don't need it. But if you truly want, maybe that's something that, maybe I play squash. Guess I need a gift certificate for that squash shop because I will break my racket and I will buy a new one. So that will be something helpful that is not adding clutter to my life. It's adding it's adding value to my life. It's something that is meaningful and intentional for me. And then I'm not closing the door to that person to do what they love doing. And I had a, some of my family members, they love buying gifts. They buy them all the time, but they are retired. They have the money, they have the time, they get a thrill out of it. So at the beginning, the conversation was very like extremist from our side. Like we don't want gifts, we don't want gifts, but we were not putting ourselves in their shoes. In like, no, they really love this process. So it's selfish from us also to say, I don't want anything from you because they love me. They want to represent that in the form of a gift. So now they may get, they, they bring food. They bring something that I can drink. They they bring uh, gift certificates for sports that we do. Uh, gift certificates for restaurants that my wife and I, we can go for a date. Uh, dancing lessons. So we started getting experiences and stuff that wasn't adding clutter to our lives. So I hope that that helps. Uh, from helping other families, I have seen that, uh, especially with kids, because the reality for when you have kids is that you get an abundance of toys, right? And sometimes too many toys and families are overwhelmed by not knowing what to do with so many toys. Kids don't really play with all of them because they are overwhelmed too. So it's important to make a list about the kid and maybe that kid needs one or two very intentional things. So you share that with all the loved ones and everybody will tip in to buy that specific thing and that's it. And then the parents have some control, but they still allow people to give them something, right? And then with kids, it's way more powerful to offer. Take them away for a night. Take them away for a weekend. Take them swimming. Take them uh, rock climbing. Take them for a bike ride. Take them skiing. Do an activity with them. Spend time with them. That's way more powerful than, than giving them a, a toy. Okay? So conversations around that is really, really powerful. And it can really change the dynamic of how you guys interact. Uh, so great ideas. And yes, very true. I am working on the boundaries. These conversations have been hard, but this is helpful. Yeah, hard. It is really hard. Change is hard. And you being the one who is bringing this up, it's hard because you are on the spotlight and you are you are moving something that is going to feel uncomfortable for a lot of people. 
you guys feel uncomfortable sometimes talking about gifts with me, with us, and we do this every week, and you still feel uncomfortable. So imagine bringing this topic up with your family members, and everybody's gonna not expect that this is happening, and they probably don't even know how they feel about it, because they're probably in the process of, life is happening so fast, I just go with the flow, but then people regret what they did, people have financial issues, People have an, an abundance of clutter that they have to deal with after Christmas. And then the next year it repeats again. So that's why it's important to be brave and be the one who starts the conversations. My family knows I like Baileys and <laughs> gifted to me. I won't say no. Cecilia, so that's a great gift that you love. Uh, it's a gift that is expensive and it's a treat for you because you will use it and then it's not clutter, right? So that's a great example of something that is a treat and that people know that they... But if, if you say that and then 10 family members come with 10 bottles of Baileys, maybe that's too much, right? Uh, donated to nonprofits in honor of members of family, adopted bears at rehab center in... Yeah, amazing. You know, that's, gr that's a great idea. Like giving, giving money away to a charity that you know that person is going to appreciate in their name, that's beautiful. And that's something that it's important. Presence, yes. Seed. Presence is one of the best gifts that you can gift. I should politely tell my aunt to just donate the money to the animal shelter. I feel sorry for the animals that don't have homes yet. So yes, that's a great opportunity for you to, to have that conversation, right? And, and again, for those of you who love giving gifts, make it easy for the person who receives the gift to do whatever they want with it. So for example, if you buy something that is physical and you are not sure if they will need it or they will want it, you can ask for a receipt that is a gift receipt that it doesn't have a price tag on it if you don't want to. And then you can attach that to the, to the gift and then you can get, give them the option to, if you don't like it, that's a receipt. You can go to the store, you can get the money back or you can buy whatever you need. At least it's one more option of you not having to throw away that gift or donate it. Okay, so that's a, an idea for those of you who love giving gifts, but you don't know if that person is going to appreciate that specific one. Our family communicated that adults will no longer be gift giving, only gifts for the kids. Yeah, that's something that I have seen happening a lot. One year, the adults pick a name out of a hat at Thanksgiving and we limited the gift purchase to $50. Yeah, there are creative ways uh, to express love through gift giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Susan says, Emilio, I have had a, I have a bad connection. Did you see my post about bullet point kind reflections and poems uh, to someone as a gift? Uh, Susan, I think I missed that message. If you are able to copy and paste it, uh, I will be happy to read it. I'm scrolling back and I don't see it. So do you mind, Susan, uh, to send it again, please? Uh, I, I don't think I see it here. Um, Okay, wait. Oh, you can also add humor. My brother has adopted a turkey vulture. <laughs> That's funny. But my friend just got three of them and they are growing every day and they have three kids. So they have a little farm, hobby farm, and we love going there. It's always a, such a great experience. Amy says, this year is easier. I think, uh, I think, yes. Oh, the chat is moving fast. I will not be exchanging gifts this year. If you would like to give me a gift, please donate to COVID or choose a cause you are passionate about. Amazing. So you establish, Amy, you establish your boundaries there and, and then that's fine. As for grown children, have gotten around and ha are creating wonderful memories for my father who is a little depressed and we are going to read them on Christmas morning to Christmas music. Yeah, that's that's beautiful, Susan. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, so you are doing a, a, a beautiful experience. So... Two years ago, guys, two or three years ago, like Samantha, my wife, she brought up the idea of, guys, this year, instead of doing gifts, we're going to do a storytelling, okay? So each person is going to prepare a 10 to 15 minute storytelling. They can have a PowerPoint presentation if they want. You can do whatever you want. And then we're going to just share that. And everybody's going to have 10 to 15 minutes to share whatever you want, right? And we did that. And guys, let me tell you, it was amazing. One person did a, a photo shoot of a trip that they took to Europe. 
amazing and they were telling stories of every place they went with pictures and we all were laughing of all the experiences that she had then the other person works for a national park and then she made a presentation about the impact of like a, when you wash plastic clothes there are these little balls that kind of get in the dryer and then that ends up in the lake and how that's forming like problems in the lakes so she explained talk about more of that and strategies to prevent that from happening amazing uh my brother-in-law he talked about the online game that he plays and he's a master whatever I, i'm not really aware of like what he does really it's very like a it's a nice uh, online game and he has a worldwide community that he plays he was talking about his adventure in that specific game so I, I talk about how I met Samantha in New Zealand and we just shared some photos and it was beautiful. So that's something that you can guys give it a try. And it's something that is similar to what Susan did. It's just creating an experience, sharing memories, connection time, right? Quality time that doesn't involve stuff, doesn't involve buying gifts, doesn't involve, it only involves your intention. So that's something that you guys can explore. Yeah, sharing stories. People loved it. We haven't been doing it every year and now with COVID, of course, we don't get together at Christmas still, but it was beautiful and we loved it. Another thing that I have seen is like uh, people use technology to make uh, intentional gifts more, more, more intentional, right? And especially for kids, because I agree, many families, they have agreed that adults don't have to exchange gifts if they don't want to, but kids still get gifts. And sometimes they get too many because there is no organization around what's buying what so the parents will make will create a google document or something that they can share and then people go to that document to that link and they will write down i'm getting this or i'm getting that and then what that does is that the parents are intentional about that specific list if they want to buy something expensive they will just write please donate for this specific item and then when we have this many this much money we can buy that item and you will be named or I need, a, I don't know, a notebook. I need a, a pair of skates. I need a whatever. So you made a list and then everybody will choose. I'm going to buy this and they will put their name there. So everybody else will know, okay, Susan is buying this. Peter is buying that. So I can buy this. And then when that's done, it's done. And they don't buy anything else. So that's a great way for parents to still have control over what their kids are getting because gifts is so important. You are teaching kids values. You are teaching kids that they, they need to work hard to deserve gifts. It's not just an abundance of stuff flowing their way. Sometimes there is a lot of educational behind what they will get at Christmas, right? And I remember my parents working really hard, teaching us, you have to study, you need to do this, you need to do that. And if you are good and you do all these things and you are responsible, then you maybe will get this. And I remember an uncle came and he just bought me that. And my dad was like, uh, why are you buying this? I, I worked so hard with him and now he doesn't appreciate anything. He won't do the work, right? So that's a, a, a great example on how my parents had a conversation with them and told them, please do not buy gifts without consulting us because gifts is a part of our education for our kids. Okay, so that's just one example of uh, how you can do it. How can people who think they are not deserving of gifts work on being more open to receiving? Yes, that's a great uh, that's that's a great question, and that's that has to do with self worth, self love, accepting who you are, and and accepting that you deserve love from people because gifts are intentional time that people spend towards you. That's basically what it is, right? Sometimes there is a physical object as a representation, but sometimes it's a it's a touch, sometimes it's a a, a letter. Sometimes it could be a, a meal that they made for you. Sometimes it could be a coupon to take care of your children and give you time. Sometimes it can be a massage. So that love, sometimes we have a hard time saying, oh, I accept it with gratitude. It's like, oh, really? I don't know if I deserve this. Uh, why are you doing this? And I don't know if I'm good enough to rest. So there is a lot of self-care work that you can do around that. I don't know if you know yes, but I do have a, a couple, three courses on Inside Timer, and one of them is about self-care and self-love. So it's a 14-day course that you can take, a uh, 10-day course. Sorry, I think the self-care is, and I share with you lots of strategies to like nurture that self-love so that we can start accepting more of that love from others. Uh, but yeah, this is something that we all have in some sort or some way. 
Like sometimes receiving feels uncomfortable. Receiving love is like, oh, this is weird. And it shouldn't be that way. It should be like, give it to me. I accept everything that you have and I give as much as I can too. You know what I mean? It should be that beautiful and that easy, but sometimes it is not. And it's normal. We all face that. So, um, okay, let me see the chat. Hearts you hold helps. Hearts you hold hel helps migrant farmers. You can donate a warm coat. Yeah, so you can donate stuff to, to farmers like a boots, gloves, coat. Yeah, that, that's an amazing idea. Um, so my friend says, mother every year has a biblical play she brought about Jesus. Everyone has to play a role in the script. I'm not Christian. My family is black and Muslim. His family is also very racist. I told my fiance I will not be going anymore. He totally supports me and communicated with them that... So that that's a, a great example of... Uh, thank you for sharing, Amy. That's a, a great example of, of boundaries, right? Like uh, especially when it comes to specific religions or, or, or traditions, there is, there is a, a way of being curious about it but there is a, also a way of not imposing to do something that people maybe not feel com don't feel comfortable doing and it's important to voice yourself in those situations to say i don't really feel comfortable doing that and maybe you don't know why but that's how you feel right now right uh and it should be respected right and the other way around too thanks and i will look into your workshop my doctor said i have to work on self-esteem and self-love Thanks for answering. Yeah, yes, uh, self-care is really, really important. And that's why I created the. That was the first course that I created, actually. And uh, you will learn different practices that you can do there on a daily basis. Uh, very simple ones. There is some breathing. There is some mirror work. Uh, there are some affirmations. There is some, like, uh, lots of ideas that then you can pick and choose the ones that feel good to you. And then you can start progressing in that uh in just loving yourself more because why don't you love yourself so there is some stuff that you need to explore uh, there are some beliefs that were formed probably when you were a child of how you interpret the world what love meant to you how you received love when you were little how you saw adults interacting love wise how they gave and received love and what was normal what wasn't so you created a, a, a blueprint that you are following now and sometimes we don't question that, but sometimes it's important to question, like, is that really true? Uh, is this feeling that I have that created what was created because of that belief? Is it really true? Is it really necessary? Can I change it? And sometimes you can. It's just becoming aware of it and then changing the dynamic. But because there is a lot of inertia happening, you've been repeating the same pattern for like years decades most likely it just takes time to like become aware identify when that's showing up and then shining the light and then be compassionate with yourself and then just keep working at changing those beliefs so that you can receive more love that you can love yourself more and that takes a little bit of time but it just takes practice okay um so uh jumping uh jumping off happy holidays everyone Thank you, Susan, for joining. Uh, I hope you have an amazing holiday. Um, Amy, yes, the second course is very much about self-love <coughs> too. More than you think, try both of them. Yeah, so the so I have three courses, okay? One is about self-care. The other one is about embracing minimalism in your life. But I always take a very holistic approach when I'm teaching you stuff about how to live more intentionally, how to get organized, time management, meal planning, finances, I always attach the, the mental and emotional aspect to it because that's what really drives us humans. We are driven by our emotions, by how we feel, how we think, how we interact with, with our environment, socially speaking, family-wise speaking, and, and physically speaking. So that's why that course will help you embrace minimalism, that philosophy in every area of your life so that you can bring more intention, and you can declutter every area of your life, not only the physical, but also the emotions and, and the mental and, and the time. Uh, and then the last course that I created is about helping you create your clutter-free home. Because uh, when you are practicing self-care, one of the main human basic needs is shelter. Shelter is the place where you live. 
And if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel safe in your home because it's clutter, because it's not, it doesn't feel, it doesn't make you feel good. It's very difficult to practice self-care. It's very difficult to like be intentional, okay? And be efficient and do the things that you want to do. That's why creating a, a physical environment that supports you and supports the person that you want to become is so important. So the combination of those three courses will give you a very good overview of things that you can work on in 2022. And also like I am running two workshops in January and February. Okay, you can check them on my profile. There is a workshops tab. If you want to do something like this, but more in depth and we're going to be in video so you can really share and I can ask you real questions. Uh, it's going to be way deeper than what we are doing here. So if you guys are interested in joining my workshop, it's filling up. So don't wait too, too long if you are interested, because I don't know how many spots are left. Uh, it doesn't show anymore, so I don't really know. <laughs> but I know that it's going to be really good. I'm going to give my best. And I know that many of you guys can benefit from diving deeper. Okay, you guys are ready. So explore that idea too. I understand that Becca, very hard to get out of that, but doable. So my family attaches drama to their giving. They expect an overjoyed response and I don't prefer to act falsely. So Becca, that's a, that's a great example of people giving gifts and having expectations. Okay. And this is really hard because when they do have expectations from you, and as you say, you don't really feel that. So you have to either fake it or you are going to disappoint them. So doesn't matter what you do. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be not healthy for both parties because if you fake it, you are going to be in conflict with yourself. You you are going to be out of alignment in how you feel, right? If you don't fake it, you know that they are going to be disappointed at you, and then you have to deal with that. So when it comes to these kind of cases, I know it's difficult, but sometimes having a conversation or, or finding a way to communicate your needs is really important, and there can be some disappointment at the beginning. I agree with that because you are changing something that is has been happening for probably years, right? And they don't really understand why you are doing this. But if you come out of it from a place of connection, empathy, respectful, and you just share how you truly feel and, and how that dynamic makes you feel and why you are choosing not to maybe give gifts, when you can really be honest 100%, two things can happen. They can be upset at you and leave, <laughs> but if they really love you, they will understand and they will come around. Maybe not this year, but maybe next year. And it's something that you have to have conversations around it. And guys, sometimes change is not easy. Change is difficult. And you guys are here. You guys are aware. You guys are open-minded. You guys are ready to try something different. You are ready to explore ideas. You are willing to explore ideas. So many other people, they don't come to Inside Timer. They are not, they are not even questioning anything. So when you come with something like this, their whole world is rocked. It's like, oh, what's happening here? This is Christmas. We are supposed to give and receive. Maybe they, they don't even take the time to reflect about how they feel about giving and receiving. Okay. So again, how is that affecting you? Just think about that. And maybe you can phrase it like, when you come home and you give me a gift that I don't need after me working really hard to declutter my home and then I have clutter that I have to deal with again and then I also sense that you have expectations from me to behave a specific way that I don't feel, it makes me feel very uncomfortable because right now I'm in a place in my life that gifts are not necessary or at least physical gifts. And if you really want to give me a gift, uh, I will really appreciate if you I don't know if you ask me first, maybe ask me what I need or I don't know. You have to find your own words. You have to find your own way of communicating that in a way that is respectful, in a way that is polite, in a way that is uplifting. It's giving them options. Uh, and I know it's not easy to find the words sometimes. And I know that emotions get on the way, but maybe it's writing them a letter. And then after having a conversation, maybe it's recording a video if they are video people, maybe it's uh, recording an audio. Uh, I don't know, whatever method you feel they will receive best, try that. Um, okay, I understand that Becca very hard to get out of that, but doable. So Nicole, it seems that have you have you done anything similar that that has worked for you and maybe Becca can benefit from? 
uh, I sense that from your message. Uh, I would love if you want to share more uh, just your, your take or, or maybe what you did uh, to change that dynamic because I'm pretty sure everybody here will benefit from that. And guys, I invite you to participate in the chat in the form that if you have done anything in the past that has worked for you and has created a better dynamic with your family when it comes to gifts, if you have any strategies that you like and enjoy, please share them in the chat because we are here in this together and we all get ideas from each other, okay? So, Emilio, how do we DM you? Amy, I don't know if Inside Timer has that feature. Uh, I don't know if you can direct message me. Uh, if you go to my profile link, so you go to my profile on Inside Timer and you go to the About page, okay? And then there is a link in there. If you click in there, that will take you to my website and then you have different ways of, of connecting with me there. But here in Inside Timer, I don't really know. I don't really think you can message me unless you do it on the course classroom and then I can respond to that. But in here, I don't know how you can do it. So a lot of this discussion I feel is about expectations. How do we stay in our integrity and communicate boundaries lovingly? Yeah, Amy, that, that's, the, that's the true purpose here of this conversation today. How can we communicate clearly our needs in a way that is not offensive, in a way that feels good and in a way that everybody else will understand? And it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but it is doable. And if any one of you have done it in the past, please share how you did it and, and what your experience was about that. My father used to give me gifts and say, and don't give me this to somebody. Uh, don't give this to somebody else. We never saw eye to eye on this, but now he has Alzheimer's. It's put so much into perspective. Yeah, so that that's another example of someone giving you a gift and say, I'm giving you this, but you cannot give it to anyone. You have to keep it forever. Well, you, you can set your boundaries there and you can say, listen, that's what we did with our family. We tried to stop you from buying things to us that we don't need. We understand that truly you find a lot of joy on doing this activity. So we will really appreciate if you can give us the receipt so that we can take it back. And if that's not an option because it's a final sale, we will appreciate if you give us the opportunity to decide what to do with it. It is our choice. Once you have given us the gift, it's not yours anymore. I don't want any expectations because if you do have expectations, I want you to take the gift back with you because I don't want to have, I don't want to be responsible for that. And if I don't have a, a use for it, I will be, I will be doing a disservice to you and your loft that you put into this gift by keeping it with no intention just sitting on a shelf collecting dust. I rather someone else will enjoy that rather than me because I cannot. So that's how I phrased it that that time. And I say, I really love you thinking of me. I really love you buying things for me. I really appreciate it. You know that I don't need anything. And you know that if I need something, I will let you know. But if you still need to buy things because you love the experience, I, I okay, I'm okay with that. I respect it. I'm not gonna like be upset about it anymore but I don't want you to have expectations from me. And then just lay everything clearly so that they understand and they can choose whatever they want to do. And the first time it may sound like, wow, this is very rude. But if you say from a place of love, from a place of like connection, from a place of grounded with yourself and you have really thought about it, uh, I think it will come out in a way that uh, that is, is respectful. Um, yeah, then the stories. So Deborah says, I do I do all these things to learn and grow and to find a way to practice self-care. Some things feel good, some just don't seem to be helping. One cannot do everything because there isn't enough time. It's hard to know what to give up because I feel like this. This works for so many people and should work for me. Um, so Deborah, I'm, I'm not really sure what you are referring to. But there are many different strategies that may work for some people and may not work for others. Uh, that's why every time I do a course, I always try to give lots of entry points uh, that I have seen that have worked for people. But I can tell you that every person is unique. Every person has different personality, different needs. And the entry point to get stuff done to create change is going to be different. The motivations from every person are going to be different. 
Uh, that's why it takes a little bit of work to figure out which one is going to work for you, which one is going to inspire you to keep going. And that's one of the things that you guys have to keep in mind. It's not about the strategy itself, because we all know what we should be doing, right? But the thing is that we don't do it. Why? Because there is a lack of motivation, because there is a lack of drive, there is a lack of, there is a lack of something inside us that will push us to do it in a good way. So finding that thing that is going to push us in a good way, that's our work. Because the strategy itself, the step-by-step, -step, we all know how that looks like, okay? If we want to lose weight, we all know what we can do. We can eat less, we can do exercise more, but the thing is that we have to actually do it in a way that feels good to us. Same with self-care, same with decluttering your home, same with being better at time management, same with everything, right? So Nicole says, I'm still in the dynamic of my grandparents giving me candy for Christmas and I have expressed that I don't even eat candy. <laughs> they still give it. Uh, they still give it. It's just something I have come to accept as tradition. Nicole, this is a great example on how most likely your grandparents have done that for such a long time that maybe they are not even maybe they are not, don't have the capacity to change that anymore. Maybe that's something that they just truly have in their hearts. They have associated love, connection, everything to that act of giving you candy. And for them, stopping that will feel like they don't love you anymore. Like, you know what I mean? There is a huge connection there with the giving of candy, with, with how they feel and, and the environment that it sets. And I know it may sound silly, but maybe your work is to accept that with love to know that they are how old they are that maybe they don't want to change so they cannot change and it's not worth for you to be upset about it anymore because you have tried your best to communicate and maybe it didn't work so maybe your work is to like accept that with love love them for what they have done for you and then give those candy to someone that can eat them uh, and that's it right like sometimes that's the solution i know Every situation is different, okay? But sometimes that's that's just the way to go because things won't change how we would like them to change. They will be in a specific way that maybe is not what we would like them to be, but it's what they are. Uh, something important to mention, I am in recovery from bulimia and alcoholism. For over a decade, I needed to leave to go to 12-step meetings on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. I could only attend for an hour or two. I cannot sit in a small room cluttered with food and alcohol everywhere. Yeah, that that's a that's a great reality. And my wife Samantha, she's been sober for ten years, but alcohol was a huge presence in her life. So now she doesn't care that much. But before, like just imagine that you are trying to like overcome this, and then you are surrounded by alcohol everywhere you go, and that's the activity that everybody does. How easy it is for her to like stay sober if if that's what she's surrounded with, right? So that's another thing. That's a great example of intentionality when you are creating a party, when you are inviting people, understanding what people are going through, understanding what people are working through. Some people are decluttering their homes. Some people are trying to stop drinking. Some people are trying to lose weight. Some people are trying to uh, have healthier communication with their family members. So these deep conversations, if they don't happen, you are going to enter dynamics that are going to feel weird. They are going to feel out of alignment. And it is also your job to communicate what you are doing. Because when you communicate what you are doing, what you are working towards, why you are doing the things you are doing, you are giving other people the opportunity to do the same thing. Okay? So sometimes you people are here on Inside Timer. You have the energy. You have the time. You have the intention. Maybe it is your job to start that. Maybe it is your job to start the conversation. Maybe it is your job to model how to do it for other people. Because when you do it, guess what? Other people are going to feel, oh, okay, that sounds good. That's an idea that maybe we can explore. And I've seen her or him doing it, so I can do the same thing. And then all of a sudden, it will become the new reality for a lot of people. And everything changed because of you. Everything changed because you chose to take action, right? So keep that in mind. It is our job to share what we are doing and it is our job to help other, give other people the opportunity to, to do that too. What to do if you don't receive a note of thanks or no, even if family member received the gift? So Lenore, 
you are having expectations here, aren't you? When you give a gift, you shouldn't expect anything in return. If you are expecting a thank you card, if you are expecting someone to to tell you something, uh, I mean, you can call them and, and ask, hey, uh, how are you guys doing? And probably they will bring it up. But again, this is something that sometimes you shouldn't expect anything. You just give the gift and then once it's done, it's done. And then uh, just make sure that they receive it for sure. But sometimes people don't take the time to write thank you notes or sometimes, I don't know, they don't. They are overwhelmed. I don't, I don't know. You can check in with them, I guess. Uh, Debra, I feel like we have a lot in common. Uh, send me a message if you would like. I will offer you my phone number. Uh, so there are so many wonderful teachers and ideas here on Insight. I love your energy, Emilio. I can tell you come from the heart. I'm trying to find my place uh, here. That's wonderful, Debra. And yeah, Insight Timer has amazing people here. Uh, lots of different communities. So that's why it's important to really understand where are you at now, okay? And what is your entry point? What are you trying to change? What are you trying to tweak in your life? What would you like more of, less of? So connect with yourself, gain clarity, become aware, and then explore different communities, explore different teachers, and every teacher is going to come at the right time for you. Okay, maybe I'm here because you have to learn something from this community and maybe next month you find a different community that aligns more with what you need and want. Uh, so this is an ongoing process that that is going to be beautiful. And when you are open and ready, the right people are going to show up. The right course is going to show up. The right track is going to show up for you and you just have to receive it. So I hope that you keep exploring here. Uh, I do lives twice a week, uh, so feel free to come to my lives if you feel inspired to and you are getting value, but also explore other ideas, other topics, and depending what you are trying to change, you may find a, a different teacher that maybe they do exactly what you need right now. And that's what I like from Inside Timer. I take a lot of courses from here too, and I'm always learning, and I love it. Thank you, Amy, I thought I did, you are amazing. Uh, sometimes we have to work on empathy, Understanding why gift giving is so important to the other person, even if it's not important for us. Yeah, that's why I was. I always invite people to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Try to understand why are they doing what they are doing. Okay, why are they choosing to do what they are choosing to do? And just be curious uh, and just understand why is that? What's behind that behavior? And then uh, you will start to understand the other person more. You will start to ask better questions. And the other person is going to also feel honored because you are dedicating your time and energy to understand that person more. Um, I'm in the same situation as your wife. My family drinks till they are laying uh, on the kitchen floor and I don't drink and I don't want to. So Debra, one of the strategies that we used, now not anymore because honestly we don't hang up with people who do that. But before we used to go to parties with people and then we always said we're going to come for an hour or two and then we have to go. So why? Because the first hour people are not wasted, right? And then we were having conversations and we were having a good time. We normally had, had a meal. But then when people started to be on the, they just couldn't speak very, and they were just kind of like, ah, uh, that's when we would leave. Okay. And then what happened over time, honestly, like, I think when you choose to change, your environment is going to change. And I think that's what happened to us. People who do th those things, they stopped inviting us when they were doing that thing because they knew that we, we didn't fit there. And a lot of people felt uncomfortable with our presence, especially with Samantha's presence because they knew her as a drinker. And now she's not a drinker, but she still has a great time without drinking. So a lot of people deep inside, they are jealous. A lot of people deep inside, Samantha is a reminder of something that they could be doing, but they are not doing. So it's a trigger, okay? And that happened, I witnessed that with a lot of her friends, that they just couldn't understand why she didn't drink and they were forcing her to drink. They just couldn't accept it. And I was thinking like, wow, like, so we are here. Samantha is so open-minded. She's willing to take care of whatever she's willing to be here even when people are drinking a lot she's not forcing anyone to do anything she's not promoting not not drinking at all she's not she's just sharing her own journey when people ask her and that's it and people still were triggered so 
you have to set your boundaries and then you have to find a balance that works for you and maybe that's to show up for the dinner to have food with them and when things get out of control just leave do something else uh, that's what I would recommend you do if you can just one more note on sobriety if someone says no to offering food or alcohol don't push or ask questions just connect through meaningful conversation yeah again be curious about oh so why don't you drink and some people are really nice because it's like oh wow so you don't drink anymore oh wow and how how did you do it right so they are drinking wine or, or, or beer or, and they wow i would love to do that but i just can't right now but i would love to do that it's so brave of you so that's a great example of like they are respecting her they are doing their own thing but they are not blaming her they are not making her feel bad they, they don't need to control her or what she does and they are not feeling triggered by it you know what i mean so try to be empathetic with other people and whatever you choose to do is your reality is what you want but it is not what everybody else else's want or needs right when i became a little disheartened with gift purchasing that felt a little wasteful and did not feel mindful to me I presented a new option. I take all the kids to the thrift store. We draw names ahead of time. Everyone has to be uh, uh, thoughtful and thrifty and there is time limit. It feels really fun and, and low stress. Yeah, so this is a great activity that you created for kids and that's awesome. It's a, it's a great way to include them in the process, uh, put some limitations, make it playful. I love it. I'm pretty sure they had a, a great time. I will have a great time doing that. And I'm like 42 years old. So <laughs> can I join next time? <laughs> Debra says, and they actually tried to get me to join in even after 10 plus years. So Debra, I honestly feel that you need to have, you need to have an honest conversation with, with your family members. I think they don't understand what you are going through. I don't think they understand how hard you work at your choice. And I don't think they are respecting you. Maybe they don't even know how to respect you. That's why I'm saying maybe you need to have an honest conversation that says, guys, I love being with you, but when you guys are drinking and you are forcing me to drink and you are making me making me feel bad, I just feel very uncomfortable and I feel out of alignment with myself and I don't know what to do. What do you guys, what would you guys do in my situation? And then start a conversation, a deeper conversation that hopefully will lead into finding the happy balance for all parties hopefully okay and if they are not willing to do that then you need to set healthy boundaries in a way that it's not that you don't want to see them anymore but maybe you just limit how much time you are spending with them maybe you just stay at the beginning when they are not wasted and then when they are wasted you just leave or maybe maybe you invite them to your home and then uh you limit how much alcohol is in there. I don't know. Just be creative about how you want to handle this. Amy makes a great point. Emilio, it is our job uh, to communicate with the giver about their reason. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, so Amy says, my sobriety, I'm 15 years sober. It is something that will never be comfortable for me. Yeah. All the grown-ups have started to join in the fun. Yeah, Carrie, I can imagine. <laughs> I have never been able to do that, but it's a great idea. Yeah, last time I stayed too long. Yeah, Debra, and it's okay. You are doing your best, okay? You are doing the best that you can. So now you have a, another idea in mind. Okay, I'm going to try to maybe limit my stay. I'm going to try to maybe bring up a conversation prior to the meeting so that people respect me more. Or maybe... Uh, Maybe you make it playful and then you make a hat and then in, in the hat says, I've been 10 years sober. I am proud of it and I don't want to drink. No, thank you. And a smiley face. Make something that will make people laugh and they will respect you because you made them laugh. I don't know. Try something, whatever comes to mind. But sometimes you have to get out of the normal standard way and just get people out of their comfort zone. Get people awake like, why are you wearing a hat? What is the hat saying? You know what I mean? Like sometimes doing something playful and different will wake people up and maybe they will become aware of like, oh, wow, I had no idea that you were feeling this way. I'm really sorry I was doing that to you. You know what I mean? Maybe you spark that on people. So you never know what's going to happen until you start trying something different. There is some kind of rule that I need to be easy going. Debra, great opportunity to understand what is that rule about? 
what does being easygoing mean? And maybe being easygoing for you now, it's different than what it used to mean before. Maybe you need to change that belief now because you have the power to change how you present yourself, what you accept, what you don't accept. You have the power to set healthy boundaries in a way that feels good to you and still be respectful to others. And you have the ability to communicate clearly your needs. So if you cannot because you are feeling specific things, start questioning the beliefs behind that. This is something that I will teach you in the course, self-care course, if you want to enroll in it. How to find the beliefs that are making feel the way we are feeling and how to question them and how to start creating different ones that are more empowering, that are more aligned with who we want to become. Okay, so who do you want to become? Deborah? who do you want to become? And how will that person behave in that situation? Start thinking about that. And then you will start finding clarity about your options and start testing things just to to see what happens, right? Uh, it actually causes me a lot of problems. So again, there is a big opportunity to, to do something uh, deep in there. Something that is going to change the way that you interact with other people and it's going to change your reality. When you start making changes inside of you, the reality around you is going to change. The interactions that you are having with people are going to change and the people that you surround with are going to change. So you have the option of doing that, but you have to start by uh, looking inside, by really understanding why am I feeling this way? Why do I need to be easygoing? Who told me that? Is it true? What's an option for me? So this is something alcoholics in recovery really get call me. We need to talk to each other. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Uh, maybe it's a business to make those hats. <laughs> Honestly, Debra, sometimes when, when you need change in your life, when you need someone to really understand how you feel and they are just not getting it, doing the same thing over and over is not going to get out of the, the dynamic. It's not going to wake them up. If you do something funny, something that is so different, that they just have to kind of stop what they're doing and say, what's happening here? It's like you take them and you kind of shake them and they're like, oh, okay, now I get it. So you can do that by being playful. And sometimes that's what people need. Just that experience, that emotion of like, you make them laugh, you touch their heart in a way that it's true, it's, uh, it's intentional, it's different and then they get it. Okay, Emilio, you have all the answers and great examples you have shared. Thank you. Thank you so much, Har, for, for being here. Uh, I'm just sharing whatever it's coming to me. Uh, hopefully it's good. Yeah, time is over, guys. Uh, yeah, yes, as well, this conversation has been eye-opening to me. I have learned a lot from you and everyone commenting. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Jess. Uh, for being here. Thank you, Lenore, for being here. Uh, I invite you guys to explore explore any ideas that you got from this conversation in your day-to-day -day and family dynamics when it comes to gifts. Uh, I invite you to read the love language about the people who are, their love language is to receive gifts and to give gifts and really understand what that really means. It's not about the object, it's about the intention, about the time, about the love that we put behind that detail, that gift, that the gift can be a note, the, the gift can be anything. It doesn't have to be only physical things. It can be cooking a great meal. It can be uh, preparing a bath. It can be anything that the other person is going to appreciate. Okay. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Amy. Uh, I feel like I hijacked the chat and I need to go. Thank you so much, Debra, for, for sharing. Uh, today you were the spotlight for a little bit, and that's okay. Uh, I'm glad that you were able to share, and, and hopefully you got value, and hopefully you can get started doing something different. Uh, yeah, no one hijacks. This is a community open for everybody, and those of you who are able to own the space, they will get more value out of it. <laughs> that's the way it is. So own your space, guys. Another strategy my boyfriend and I use we tend to work uh, or volunteer at shelters on holidays, which allows us to set boundaries on family dynamics gatherings. 
We don't want to judge others, but prefer to celebrate in our own way. Amazing. Uh, that's amazing, Kerry. So you find a way to do something that you love and then family accepts the way that you do it because you are doing something that they understand and they understand that you are not coming because you are volunteering. So you have a win-win situation here that is working for all of you. Beautiful. So guys, thank you so much for being here. I will see you on Thursday, same time, same place. Okay, and until then, uh, have a, an amazing rest of the day and I will see you uh, in a couple of days. Okay, adios.